The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! What are we going to talk Jish. about this week? Because obviously nothing has happened no, in the luckily, political world or... From world events, there's been, let us just say, a lack of 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 things going on. Um, <laughs> there's no news. No news. Um, if, unless you guys haven't been outside of the rock you live under uh, quite the week. I think I'm going to call this, this is the closest to a week of W's that we've gotten in a, in a minute. It feels good. It feels good. And I know you yes. have your reservations. I have reservations. There's always, there's always things to point out and nothing is done yet. But with everything that has transpired in the last week, it's starting to feel like something's going to happen, man. Like, well, political landscape has been a fire. I've never seen a more <laughs> galvanized and um, united group of crazy pants right. in my life. Like, can I, can I, this, this, whatever we're about to talk about. Yeah, please, please. I, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Sincerely. So... Republicans make up what is it like forty three percent of the population, something like that, registered. Yes, registered it, Republicans. Uh, yeah. The famous meme being, "There's always been more Democrats. We don't vote." That's the meme, right? Yeah. So I, th- I would, I would, you could even safely say forty five percent of the voting country is Republican. We can probably actually look that up, but that makes things weird when we have actual facts. No, we don't. Um, that's we don't not mind. what we do. We, that's not what we do. It's off brand. Um, of that 45%, how many of those people, honestly, do you think are the let's go Brandon, MAGA, well, Q, like the the super crazies, the Gateses, Bobert, MTG, Scott Perry? Right. Of that 45%, what percent do you think constitutes so, that? So even after what's happened in the last 48 hours, there's already flash polling that's happening right and the approval rating for the events this week are around 48 49 percent okay which constitutes a plurality because the other side that disapproves and thinks this is gestapo action and you know uh fascism in place (laughs) is Around thirty five, thirty six percent. Okay, and I think that's something I've always assumed. So is that that's that part of our population uh, is about thirty six percent. So of the forty five ish percent registered Republicans, what you're seeing is seventy five percent of them, roughly. Yeah, Masomenos. Sure, think that the election was stolen. 
Yep. Uh, FBI is the personal police force of the president. Corrupt. Um, uh, okay. That's very disheartening. I would think at a 45%, like less than half would be radicalized, insane people. But as, I don't know. It just feels like there's got to be. Well, you mean less than half of Republicans. Right. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. I mean, it's way less than half of our voting population. That's what I mean. That, you know, that's but the, the problem important. is that independent voters, so to speak, are not independent voters. They all have an agenda. They like being seen as independents. That is a psychological fact. Sean Moriarty. And nobody wants to be seen as being affiliated. It's so, be- what, such a puss move. I mean, I fall into that category. I mean, I'm a registered independent. Yeah, but you're... <laughs> When it comes down to it, Bobby, you're not, though. Neither are they. I'm riding the fence just like they are. Right. To be fair. Right. To be fair. Now, I'm going to be the guy that is the devil's advocate for... Whenever when someone comes out, whenever anyone comes out and says, oh, the fucking two parties, they're the same thing, same side, two different sides of, of the same coin, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, that's bullshit. It's bullshit. Stop it. Yeah. There's a difference between Republicans and Democrats. You could say There's that, a difference. You could say that 40 years ago. There, there would have been an argument at least, even though it wasn't true then. No. But now, no. you can't see the difference? Like, that's why we were we were talking, you know, Bobby and I like to go to one of our favorite bars and go to El Moro and jot down some notes and get the party started, so to speak. I don't mean that literally. I mean mentally. We kind of get ourselves geared up to do this fine show for you people. And we were talking about that. Like, I, I it's hard for me to believe, considering what's transpired, not, ov- not only over the last six years, because it's been a gradual ascent into insanity, um, but it's very hard for me to believe that people that are independent and like you said, there's always biases for those people. They typically fall on one fence or another. It's hard for me to 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 think that a, a rational, moderate Republican would could possibly vote for that side at this point. It's very strange for me to believe that. Well, what happens, I think, in those circles is that you have to latch on to whatever gets your agenda best pushed forward. So issue issue first. Issue first. Not not overall. Specific so you issue. can be turned off by the cult of personality that is Donald Trump. Right. And Living Color nailed it. Like when they wrote that song, they had no idea. How they had no right idea they that it were. And we mean not the show, the band. No, yeah. Sorry, Living Color was yeah. prescient in their yep. viewpoint of. Yep. Like they almost basically coined the term "cult of personality" when it came to political leaders that will take over every aspect of your life. Yeah. And Donald Trump is one hundred percent one of those people. Like more, more so than anyone. When you sign on. To the Trump MAGA side of things, you are no longer thinking for yourself. Basically. That is a cult. It is. It is. And it, I'm sorry. that Just because you're not wearing white robes and dancing around a fucking wooden yeah. you know, effigy of something doesn't mean you're not in a cult. 
Um, right. Much could be say said, especially like okay, we all know that they there's these uh, you know big tent Christian pastors um, that like to you know it's a tent revival sort of deal. Yes, that's been going on for hundreds of years here. Um, it's different now. I watched one recently where uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene came out and spoke. And some of the quote unquote pastors, grifters, if you want to call them what they are, were praying over her um, in the in the beginning of the entire thing. And there was there had to be a good fifteen hundred, two thousand people at this thing in Georgia, um, which is scary because that's such an important state to the election. Um, they were, you know, doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, this has nothing to do with religion. The inner, the, I, I don't think I've ever seen, and the evangelicals were brought into prominence by Ronald Reagan. He was the first one to tap into the power that is evangelical Christians and Christianity in general as it relates to republicanism. He found that vein of energy and exploited it. It feels like now they're outwardly saying Christian nationalist which is scary as balls. Uh, They're openly saying, why do we have separation of church and state, which are foundations of our democracy? I mean, we Um, have politicians that are literally calling for biblical citizenship tests. Yeah, that was fun. And she actually represents us in this district. In this district, which we always say. We We live in Durango. Durango proper, the city, has about... At, it's increased recently because everybody's been moving here. It's now at like around 19,000 people, 19,400. And La Plata, that was 40,000, is now something like 54. Okay, now if you do that math, that means most of the people moving here are living in Durango, not in La Plata County, which bodes well for the voting of progressive. The The, the issue used to be in this place that we live that you have you know 18,000 uh progressive forward thinking sure. rational people and then there's 22,000 people living in the fucking hills that will never take an airplane that don't give a fuck about infrastructure or or, or fucking fiber optic or anything right. And that was the rub, right? We would all hang out with each other and go, "Well, we voted for a new airport. It didn't get passed. How?" It's because most of the people live outside. We might start seeing that paradigm shift as people start to move here. They're a little more progressive, um, just as as it relates to us. So hopefully, people like her will no longer. Yeah, the problem being, of course, we can't compete with. So because of gerrymandering and redistricting, right. redistricting, you can't compete with. Like, I mean, dude, somehow. Across the state, six hours from here, right? Colorado Springs is in our district. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Why is that? You know, would what it I be mean? because it's a military? It's a military community. Military highly, community. highly one highly of the highest concentration of mega churches. Yeah, in the fucking United States and in, Applebee's. Yes. They seem There's to go hand in hand. Applebee's, they go hand in hand. Dude, it's weird. Saying. It's weird. Just saying. I bet they have a Bennigan's. <laughs> Oh, hula hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cracker Barrel. So, Cracker Barrel. Um, so let's go over. 
a real let's go over a cheat sheet. Yeah, let's go point. back. We got to talk about what we were referencing what happened with. <laughs> well, you guys, before we started, heard Beto O'Rourke to put it in perspective. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that first. So Beto O'Rourke was doing a little Q&A town hall type of situation. Um, very obviously on the minds of everybody is gun control. He is running for governor in Texas. So he was having a little town hall session at the the event were a bunch of people that supported that support Greg Abbott, the current governor, who is a fraud. Kind of a goofball. Uh, I wish I can say goofball, but he's more dangerous than a goofball. <laughs> um, so he's running against Greg Abbott. So in the beginning of the speech, which not a lot of people know because they only saw the viral clip, he actually welcomes them into the town hall. 100%. He says, I appreciate you being here. Thank you for being here. Let's have a discussion. I want you to feel welcome. Very inclusive, very professional, very much a politician in that regard. So, Bobby, what from your eyes, you tell them what happened that made this shit viral. What made it viral is the fact that, first of all, Beto's running in the state of Texas, which we all know is not the most progressive state in the world. It's becoming more and more progressive because there are a couple of enclaves. Sure. Austin. You know, um, Austin yeah. and and in some ways San Antonio. Yeah. That are growing up into like these sort of urban Purp- centers. Purpley. Little purpley. Yeah. Um, and the numbers are actually. I know. Pretty, pretty interesting. I mean, right? we may not see it in the next 20 no, years. No, I doubt it. I don't know. So Beto has made a point ever since the shooting to, um, he, I mean, he approached famously the lieutenant governor and during the governor. a, um, a, not a town hall, but like a, it was more of just a general um, after, just, yeah, kind of a, a post- state of the union. I hate to say this. post-mortem, post- but hey. it was literally a post-mortem. We're talking about the Uvalde shooting, yeah, obviously, the, the, yeah. 19 and, children and two adults. You know, and Beto was shouted down for standing up and asking serious questions That's of because the governor and lieutenant governor. They said outright after the last shooting that this will never happen again. And here we are. That He said that out of his mouth. We are going to do whatever it takes to make this not happen again. And nothing happened again. So, so during this uh, little tiny political rally, I mean, it, it looked like it was like in a nursing home. Or yeah, something. It was like seventy people. You or know what I mean? Shit. It wasn't yeah. a big deal. But no. like, like you say, some of Greg Abbott, Greg Abbott's supporters were in house. He started discussing AR-15s and what they were designed for, and he made a statement about that they were designed to shoot someone in the helmet. From 500 yards. From 500 yards or or blah, blah, blah. And you hear this cackle from some Greg Abbott supporter in the background just laughing as everyone is watching. Beto, as you guys heard in the clip, just turns around and says, you might think it's funny, motherfucker, but But I I don't. don't. And then went right on talking. And the place rips up into applause. Everybody loved the fact that, like, we don't ever get to hear that from Democratic candidates. and. We need, we talked about this like, right before the podcast. Are the Democrats balls dropping? If, uh, and, I, and I bring up not only Beto O'Rourke, who, listen, he's performative. Like, he's done some dumb shit before, yes, too. Yes, he has. But um, hopefully his heart's in the right place. But you look at outbursts like that. You look at outbursts like uh, Democratic Congress people on the floor. 
that are shouting down people like Bobert, who are liars um, that willfully lie to galvanize and rile up their base for money. Um, and she's a criminal and obviously can't run a restaurant. Um, uh, <clears throat> but outside of that, like you see that guy, uh, there was a Democratic congressperson that went up after her on the floor, completely called her out for lying. And maybe you should read the bill instead of worrying about rallying your base behind your dumb shit. And then you have guys like John Fetterman who's running for Senate in Pennsylvania against Dr. Oz, who's doing everything from making TikToks to doing billboards that are basically calling him out on all of his bullshit. Well, and let's be fair. When you're running against Dr. Oz, you have a license to kill. You like, do. You can just but smash that motherfucker. You can. He makes it easy. But you're he's, talking, a, he's a joke. But you're talking about a Trump-supported uh, candidate. 100%. And we're starting to slowly realize... That's like when we talked about last week when Trump just said, Eric, when both of the candidates were named Eric, Eric's going to win. It's slowly becoming obvious, even to the Republican Party, that this guy has a little bit of a kiss of death to him. Um, And unless I I think we both agree that it's time for the Democrat Party to stop bringing fucking BB guns to this gunfight. Yeah, man. And start fucking playing games and being devious and also fucking biting at their ankles a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And being And when I say being devious, I don't mean lie. No. Just bring the truth. That's it. But just let them know. Like, they don't let them see you coming. And, like, that's what happened with Beto. This Nobody expected this video to go viral. No. It went viral because it came right out of his fucking head. Like, that... You can watch that video a thousand times, and I promise you, he was not planning on calling that guy a motherfucker. That was in the he instant had a moment. response. Exactly. He yeah. acted like you or I would have in that exactly. moment. Exactly. Like, fuck you. Fuck you, bro. Is that funny, motherfucker? Yeah. We're, like, I'm talking about 19 dead kids. Is that funny, is that funny, to, funny you? to you? Yeah. You know what I mean? That was the emotion that was going through his it brain. It was fantastic. And that's what I want. Like, I want these guerrilla attacks from Democrats that are just like, because they don't have a strategy. No. They're, they're the most frustrating pack of assholes Well, that's my whole t- life. That's where, okay. So you've got, <laughs> you've got the inflation bill that just passed that Thank not you. only is taxing corporations 15%, and these are corporations that don't pay taxes. At all. But they're only taxing people that make over $400,000 a year or more. It gave money to green energy. Um, infrastructure bill went through, uh, the PACT Act went through, uh, we d- killed the head of, uh, the planning person that, that bombed in 9-11, we assassinated him, um, we, gas prices are down, right. um, unemployment's at a 40-year low, uh, things are going really good for the administration right now. And I know Joe Biden's approval ratings are never going to reflect what's actually happening, but it seems like over the last month, especially the last two weeks, Democrats woke up one day and discovered they're in control. Messaging got better. Way better. Messaging is, is and and mansion and cinema apparently fell into line. Yes. That's really what needed to happen. That had to standpoint. Of course, you actually have to have your people vote for shit. Once in a while. Once in a while. Just saying. You know what I mean? Um, but, but, and don't get me wrong. There's definitely polling that goes along with their 
change of heart, quote right. unquote. Right, right, right. You know right, what right, I mean? Right, right. No. They're, they're seeing numbers they're that they're like, oh, pol- shit, I guess maybe we should, you know. They're doing it for political reasons. Of Their constituents want something. Yeah. They're giving them what they want. And guess what? That's what a politician is elected for. They're supposed to be a voice of the constituency. So if every if 70% of your constituents are telling you, we want to keep um we want to keep the ability for a woman to have bodily autonomy, then it really, really helps to do that. Unless right. you don't want to get elected again. It's a simple numbers game. But Okay, so before we get on to other things, we got to talk about the main story. We got to talk about the big deal. What, the golf course? Yeah, the I golf had, course. Did you know I had to cancel my trip to Mar-a-Lago? I had one booked. Did I you really? I had a 40-day excursion. Yeah. And, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. There's FBI what everywhere. What are you like, going to do? do? I can't. They're raiding the place. I can't play an 18-hole fucking round at Mar-a-Lago. By the way, they love... <laughs> Trump recently said that he wishes his generals were more like Nazis. That literally came out of his mouth. Well, he um, is he, a special human being. He's special. Um, so what happened, Bobby, at, at one of the finest resorts in the entire planet? Right. Yeah. Um... Potential Supreme Court Justice Merrick Garland <laughs> should have been should have been court a Supreme Court Justice. I bet Trump was wishing he I got on the board. Kind of at wondering this point. if they yeah. all wish that. Man, maybe we just should have put his ass on the Supreme God, Court. God, we fucked that guy. Yeah. I wonder what he's gonna yeah, do. Yeah, it's weird that he's coming after us. <laughs> uh, he there's been an ongoing situation with with uh, ex President Donald Trump. I'm never gonna call him President never. Trump again. Uh, there's been an ongoing, uh, sort of an investigation, but there's been an ongoing beef because, as sometimes happens, presidents just decide to take all their classified documents with them. <laughs> in, in a guinea sack. Yeah. And fuck. <laughs> so there has been, over the last almost two years, I mean, yeah. it's about, about a year and a yeah. half, I think, there's been two, now technically three, I guess, subpoenas yep. that have been issued to Donald Trump to get these documents back. And every time that the subpoenas were issued, they're like, oh, we'll comply. And then they give you a box of fucking cookie dog recipes. shit. Right. Just dog shit. And this has happened twice. Right. And as the National Archives got involved and they're going through all these documents that are actually being talked about, they realized, no, there's actually some pretty important stuff in here like these there is actually some top secret classified shit like now there are cases where the president of the united states can declassify things right of course but that's declassifying now he hasn't done that also right there's very special measures that you're going to go through to declassify things that are top secret especially when they're the nature of nuclear plans <laughs> and i mean like there's some highly Crazy, sensitive fucking stuff that apparently, apparently, allegedly, will allegedly. stay on the side of allegedly, yeah. that are in the possession of Donald, or were in the possession of Donald J. Trump. Yeah. So what happened apparently, and I don't know the veracity of this, but I guess there was someone within the organization, the Trump organization, that went fed because they saw... What was actually there. And they contacted the authorities. They contacted the DOJ. Yep. The DOJ was like, holy shit. They went to a uh, a judge to try and get a search warrant. Search warrant was issued. The search warrant was passed along to the 
Federal Bureau of Investigation, and they, quote, raided, unquote, <laughs> fucking Mar-a-Lago, and yeah. they seized 11 uh, different files, I guess. Something like that, That yeah. they're saying of different levels of classification, right. basically. Right. So they descended on ropes from helicopters and smashed <laughs> yeah. through the windows of Mar-a-Lago. When, in fact, um, what they really did is they made a very cordial call. Yeah. And they said, hey, we're coming over. And they went, okay. Yeah. And Mr. Trump was not in the building. At all. And he decided to go public with this because he sensed a, which, by the way, pretty smart. Pretty no, fucking savvy was, in a way. It was smart to say something, but not the way he did it. Well, I mean, come on. He's Look never been smart how he says stuff. I mean, he's never but been smart. But his, his instincts, period. I think, politically speaking, were kind of correct. Like, get ahead of like, it. Like, get ahead of this. Yeah. Yes. I get that. Yeah. But when you're implying, it's the same way before he lost the election. Oh, it's all rigged. It's all rigged. He knew he was going to lose the election ahead of time because he's an idiot. He knew at like 3 p.m. But Exactly. <laughs> but what he also said prior to anything coming out to the investigation, like... I mean, I know it's a weird um, example, but anybody who gets investigated by the FBI or the police, if you've literally not done anything wrong, you're nervous, but you're not combative. Like you're thinking, God, this is a huge hassle. This is really fucked up, but I know my shit straight. I'm good. Um, Which is why when, you know, Donald Trump, Went through his deposition in New York. He pleaded the fifth 400 times. Uh, and r- you flash back six years ago and he said, the only people that plead the fifth are mobsters or people that have committed crimes. Um, he's a hypocrite and a grifter. Anyway, so the the fact that he the, s- took those documents, the fact that it went to the FBI who is only intercontinental. CIA is worldwide. The FBI just deals with domestic Domestic issues. issues. But as soon as you cross states, it becomes an FBI thing. That's how we're built. They had a warrant. They had a judge sign off on the warrant. They did everything by the book. And instead of just saying, we're being investigated by the FBI, they put out there the same way he said he was going to lose in the election, that they're planting evidence. Yep. So now, no matter what they come up with, what when you say galvanizing the base, that base is going to be in a fervor because they're going to say, well, he told us it was planted evidence. So now it's planted evidence. Yeah. And they've acted on a self uh, a civil war. They were like lock and load. Let's get ready. Um, guys like Steven Crowder and Tucker Carlson, get ready, everybody. The storm's coming. Type bullshit. Yeah. And what did you tell me? There was already Start one guy. Peanuts to the fucking monkeys, dude. There, right. But there's already one guy. You said one guy for the FBI that got fucking well, killed. Um. So there was one guy that tried to infiltrate the that FBI. tried to infiltrate them. already right. today. Right. 24 hours 24 later. hours. So some guy, I don't know, his. I, I saw his name earlier, and I don't really care to know his it name. It doesn't matter. Quite frankly. Uh, Billy uh, Joe something. It, it was Ricky something or some shit. Ricky. Who cares? Two first names. The guy arms up and decides, oh, I'm going to go take over the FBI headquarters. Which makes sense. Of course. 
You know, I mean, that's what he was basically told to do. Right. And now he's dead because he refused to negotiate and he was standing up for the flag. Patriotism. All that shit. America. They they called all that into play. And now that poor son of a bitch and his poor fucking family that maybe hates him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know his family. I don't know his family. They might think he's great. They might think he's a giant piece of shit. But he got killed. Yeah. For Donald Trump. For Donald Trump. And he's not the first. Or the last. Why are people dying for this bloated meatbag? I don't understand why we're having prayer vigils. Do you think I would die for Joe Biden? Biden? No. No thanks. Not a a second in the day, my dude. Would I die for my country? Yeah. My family? I already signed on. My friends? Of course. Yes. But I'm not dying for another man that I don't know. I'm not dying for some fucking politician. And that's a problem. That's he's becoming a he's become. Uh, I mean, it's a cult. he's it, it, it literally is a cult. Just call but, it what it is. But it it's unfortunate. It's because not a political party. No, it isn't. Um, he said in the beginning, "I love undereducated people. They're my people. I love people who don't know things. They're my people." He's said it. Tar- he literally said Just it. Just said loud. that. He is targeting people that may not have the ability to make up the mind for themselves, and from a from a sadistic uh, mind fuck, I have to almost applaud it. His ability to take dumb people and convince them they're doing something good, and their work on behalf of him is unparalleled. I don't even know if Hitler had. The, the the power to galvanize as many people as he has. Well, I, if, I really Hitler, if Hitler would have had true social. Or as Trump I mean, says. Come on, buddy. As Trump calls it. <laughs> troth sensual. Troth sensual. Sensual. Because yeah. he's twacked on Adderall. No, it needs to be um, there because people are talking. People are saying. People are saying things. Um, last but not least, I want to give a big up. It feels like we got a little, like I want to circle back to say, it feels like we got a little bit of a W. We're usually shitting on the Democrats because they're spineless pussies. And it looks like at least a couple of people have grabbed their balls. It looks like at least the Department of Justice is doing their job. Um, And regardless of the outcome, it's always going to be witch hunt, planet evidence, uh, Biden's own personal attack army, they're going to say whatever they're going to say. If you have Republican friends, just tell them, you know, data sucks. Truth sucks. I don't know what else to say. And just, just say, bless your heart. And say, tell them, Dark Brandon is rising. <laughs> It'll freak them out. They'll know with it. They'll All right, Dark Brandon. Do. All right, brother. Uh, welcome back. We are 30 minutes into this. We don't care. We do what Who we want. Who are we? When what do we, we want to do? What is happening? Um, guys, obviously we had to talk about that first. Oh my right? god! Yeah. I mean, there was just too much shit to talk about, so we got it out of the way, even though it was thirty minutes. And now we can officially welcome you back to the whiskey reel. This is the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are chilling we're riding that dirty dirty 64 impala that's lowered with gold datons through the clouds we're riding amongst <laughs> thor and valkyries uh 
in the clouds because it's always cloudy and rainy in Durango in summertime, apparently, because that's a thing that happens. Uh, we are in Cloud City looking down, judging all of you. We've got some boochies because, you know, we got to get boochies and we've got a beautiful, um, aggressive bourbon. To talk about a it's, bit it's, it's, a it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but before any of that, you have to know who we are. Even though we don't know who you are, and we'll talk about that later, you can actually tell us who you are if you want. But in the meantime, know who we are. Sitting across from me is one of my favorite people. <laughs> it's a big pause. I know. I loved it. It was dramatic. One of my favorite people on the planet. This is... One, Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes, do not fall asleep in an airport terminal or you will be visited by the Bobby Duke. He's coming for you. Bobby Van Noyes. Hey, buddy. Uh, sitting across from me, it's um, it's Aaron, right? I, I mean. I mean. <laughs> Sir Antonio Branderas, my good friend Wolfgang Fuck. Yes, sir. You guys know him. You love him. He, you know, matriculated here from Madagascar <laughs> through the Rhone Valley, <laughs> through <laughs> which is a weird route. You know, it's a very uh, weird route. I don't feel like that's the most efficient way to get here. But and one thing you may not know about me, I don't have a middle name. That's fascinating. Literally, that's fascinating. We've never. Whoa! It's Aaron Blank Brandis Antonio. Well, I mean, no, come on, whatever. By the way, my middle name is not Van. <laughs> but it would be cooler. Funny story. I'm taking on new clients right now, and I'm having a lot of meetings. And my company name is BVN Yes, Technology. sir. Bobbeth Van Noy. Just a little homage. A little homage to a myself. A little nod. Um, and people ask at every meeting. Every meeting. Hey, what is the... What does the beef stand for? Oh my god! And I'm like, oh fuck! Oh you. god! No, I gotta tell it. them. No, I gotta change my whole company. Just lie. The last thing I want is my clients <laughs> listening to this <laughs> fucking nightmare of a my podcast. My mom still doesn't know what my podcast is called. Good. Yeah. 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 She doesn't need no. to hear this. You know what's great? She still likes me. She's a wonderful older lady. She is. All she does is screams at the TV and watch MSNBC. I know. She's... That's literally her whole life. She's and I love her for it. Classic liberal. I love her to death. Dude, she's she old school. Kills me. She's old school liberal, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. She is up in arms. Militant. Most of the time. For sure. Most 100%. Welcome back. We're here. We do our jobs. So you got to do yours. And uh, Bobby will do the call to arms later. But honestly, just for me, go fucking rate the thing. Dana, I talked to you this week. You listen every week. Hit the five. I got a new phone. I don't know. You know what, Boomer? Figure it out. Well, he sent us some really funny feedback. We'll talk about that later. Oh, that's it was um, hilarious. We actually. got a little bit, a touch of feedback from our good friend Ryan Griffith. Oh, nice. Um, he sent a kind of a funny message, and I'll I'll share that with you. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, we are the whiskey reel, so we talk about mostly whiskey and reels. Yeah, mostly fishing reels. <laughs> We're real big fishermen on this program um bobby you brought something out of your bag and it might as well have been a katana because it's so hurts. 
This it was slices a into me. This whiskey was gifted to me sort of as a housewarming gift. Now, I will say to Charlie, Tig. Tiggy! I, I kind of told him I would wait to crack this open. With him? With him. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry. However. Oops. I haven't heard from him all day. We were supposed to do it today. So fuck him. So I decided, <laughs> well, fuck it, man. We got to. He told me it was cool to cast with it. So we're going with that. And with I will that. beg for forgiveness rather yeah, than ask not for permission. permission. Yes, sir. So he bought me this lovely uh, Memphis, Tennessee whiskey. But it's, it's called, not Tennessee whiskey. But it's not, it's not called a Tennessee whiskey. Right. There's on, you can only do that. There's only two. There's only two. There's only two. There's the... Dickle. Dickle. And there's, of course, that other brand that dareth not say the name. Yeah, we've we've it rhymes with schmack schmanuels. (laughs) (laughs) This is from Memphis. This is from Memphis. Um, As you would guess, it is musically themed. I it's shocking. It is called Blue Note Crossroads Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It is finished with toasted. French oak. Yes, it is. And what's what's the proofing? The proofing is not a joke. It, this is a hundred proof. Yeah. I did look up, as a matter of fact. The mash bill? The mash bill. So, for those of you who don't know, Memphis famously is like one of the music capitals of, of America. Well, Memphis uh, and Nashville both are just... Memphis, Nashville, and Chicago from a blues standpoint. Oh, are, certainly. Are, blues, are, country, yeah. Americana. 100%. Roots. Yeah. So Blue Note Records is a longtime famous record company putting out... I believe, I know Charlie Parker. Um, I believe Miles Davis. You're, you're looking at guys like in that ilk. Yes. Uh, that came off Blue Note. So Blue Note... Um, Whiskey, it's called Crossroads, right? Which yes. I believe would be the bottling of the Blue Note whiskey. Crossroads, famous Robert Johnson sold his soul to learn how to play blues to yep. the devil on the crossroads. We've, and one of the best movies none of you have ever seen. Holy cow. Is, is that crossroads. movie great? Ralph Macchio. Jamie Gertz. No, you heard what I said. Yeah. Ralph Macchio. And this was... Just right after Karate Kid. Post Karate Kid. Right after Karate Kid. And this was... Jamie Gertz, who is one of the finer things to look at in (laughs) life. Bobby has a Jamie Gertz problem. Um, Who the fuck does... I mean, come on. (laughs) Spectacular. She was in fine form in this. Oh, Um, my. Ralph Macchio played an up-and-coming blues player that ended up battling Steve Vai... For well, <laughs> what he was, was at Juilliard. Oh, he was a classical player. He was That's a classical right. player right. at Juilliard. That's right. He starts working part-time at an old folks' home. Meets, Meets Blind Dog Willie. Blind Dog Willie, who <laughs> used to jam with Robert Johnson yep. and knew for a fact that Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil. At the crossroads. They embark Ralph Breaks him out of a fucking to, old folks home to take him to, to the crossroads. Take him to the crossroads, and then what? And happens? then it becomes a road trip. They meet a hitchhiker named Jamie Gertz, <laughs> <laughs> who tries to steal their money. They end then, up meeting up with the devil, literally. And the devil has a champion who can play guitar really well. His name being Steve Vai, who who was kind of a big deal back can then. Can play the guitar. He really was he was known well. to play the guitar. Yeah. 
I, I don't know if he still can. But anyways, that if you guys haven't seen that movie, fuck. It's, it's so much fun. It's pretty great. It's so much fun. It's pretty great. Anyway, what is this whiskey pretty great? I think this whiskey is actually fucking really great. Okay. It, All right. Talk to me. Well, okay. I saw your face when you first tried this, and I get it. <laughs> this is... There is some fucking bona fide power to this whiskey. Holy shit. It is not a joke. Like, when you first take that first sip, like, your your toes turn red. You're like, holy shit, this is hot and Son. But as it calms, and now I would love to, we should probably grab an ice cube at some point during yeah, this process. we will. But on the break. We're we're drinking this neat right now in a 80 degree room. But So it's warm whiskey in a hot room. What I else mean, is what if, else you if, can... if only we had a microwave. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 20 seconds pop it in. No, but I I really really love the flavor okay. profile of this. What are you what are you tasting on this? Everything thing? classic. All right. But like to like weird degrees. Okay. Like this is oaky like I don't know. Like, it's crazy oaky. It's got all the fucking notes. You got to get past all that fucking flamethrower part of it. Of course. Now, we often, and, and I'll just point this out right now. This is a, I think, um, retail on this is around 40 bucks. This is a pretty solid sense. buy. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, if you wanted to mix this, not the end of the world. You should. If you wanted to. If you want to, you should mix this. Mix it. It's a please, mixer. Please mix this. It's a mixer. This <laughs> is such it. a badass Manhattan waiting oh, to yeah. happen. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah. If I, you have any skill with a Manhattan whatsoever, you can turn this into magic. I, I'm a dirtbag, so I want to drink this with like ginger ale. I know that sounds really bougie, stupid, but um, the, I, this feels like some sugar and some fucking a little bit of rounding out would help. Um, did you, you got all the classic whiskey notes. You got all the, you know, caramels and vanillins from the, you know, from the barrel. The, I will say the toasted French oak specifically wears on the nose more than it wears on the palate for me. Like I can smell the nutmeg and the cinnamon and I can smell the breakfast spices, but man, it feels so fucking linear and hot. Um, this is a bag of glass um, <laughs> for you Saturday Night Live. Here. I don't think it's um, quite that bad, it, but I respect your and, opinion. And honestly, like, I might have had a little dinky poo or two more than I should have last night. So maybe my body has not recovered fully from that. But I took a sip of this, and it felt like a slow razor blade tearing up the insides of my soul. Um, that's a me problem from a flavor I standpoint. I think so. It's fucking hot. That's okay. So are other things that we love. Like I always go back to Pikesville rye. Ooh. It's 110 proof, but it's a sipping rye at 110 proof. It's delicious. They're Rittenhouse, another one. You can get through it. It's high ABV. But... Um, the, this, it, I, I know they couldn't barrel this in toasted French oak because it's really expensive. They finished it, yes. which means it could be anywhere from a month to three months. Um, probably, I'm going to guess, by the way, I'm smelling and not 90 tasting. 90 days, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, if this was just rested in French oak, 
this would have been an amazing product for me. It feels like it's a little too aggressive, but I guarantee if I tried this in two days, I'd probably love it. I think it's a me problem. And that you guys forget when we taste stuff, it's the same thing when I used to do like SOM testing or when I'm doing heavy wine training. It depends what side of the bed you wake up on sometimes. It depends what day, what hour of the day you're tasting. Your brain and your palate and your body do different things throughout the day. So I never want to shit on anything outright. I always I always give the variance and the factor that it could be a me problem. And if Bobby's liking it this much and it's killing me this bad, I'm assuming it's a me problem right now. So I'm going to try to get through it for the for the podcast, guys. This is for you. Because otherwise, holy shit. Um, this... This is a really this this has got fucking wagon its dragon man for sure. This has got ass to it. I don't I don't argue with that at all. I think yeah, we could be in two different places. That's it. I, I think that happens all the time when you're tasting, by the way. You brought up Rittenhouse and I'm like, I don't think this is any hotter than Rittenhouse. It Rittenhouse probably is, isn't. Rittenhouse is a fucking Yeah, but I it it's wears, a flare it's a flare gun. It is a flare gun. And this I'm trying to get past the the actual physical feeling and trying to get into the taste. Got you. Um, yeah. It's just, it's really aggressive. I'm not 100% I would call this a buy unless you're a mixer. Like if you're doing this for a home bar and Ooh, you wanted to son. have something Yeah, this would there. be fun for Old Fashions, Manhattan's, Boulevardier's. I'm not going to keep this for 40 bucks on my back bar at home just waiting just for a sip. No, 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 I'm not. But it's I'm good. But like, it's I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to get little tiggy pants up in arms. Yeah, this is a good pick. Tim. No, he's fine. He doesn't even listen anymore. Right now, um, he gets bored of our politics. Why we're not? Because he's a. Because he's not he? a very political guy. Oh, okay. Put it well, that way. Yeah. He. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody says that they're not political. He's totally also the is. sweetest guy. He's a mensch. <laughs> he took me to Jabo's yesterday. Before we get started with oh, when's the last time? God, I've been to Jabo's since last season. Um, I don't even remember what we were doing. There was no motivation. He was just like, "Hey, do you want to go to Jabo's?" And I was like, "Yes." So that was it. <laughs> yeah. That was it. And so, as soon as I sit down, I'm just like, "I want Dave style wings." Ooh, son. I want some chicken strips. I can't wait for the fucking want- season. <laughs> yeah. So we did what we always do, and yes, and then Tig's like, sir. "I want a pizza to go." I went. Hell I mean, yeah. we ordered everything in that fucking <laughs> right, bar. Yeah, and I sat there and meat sweated my way through <laughs> so much fucking food to the point where I was like, "Oh, I was supposed to supposed to like meet up with a lady friend." Like that wasn't happening. Wait, within the hour, and I was nope. like, "Nope, take me home." Nope, take me home, boss. I am going <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My okay. body right now is. Deeply trying to process. Well, we're my kidneys are in overdrive. <laughs> we are in week one as we speak. By the time you guys hear this, it will be over. But we are talking uh, first week of the preseason. I know technically last week, whatever Hall of Fame game, whatever nobody cares. Oh yeah, that's but we're in, but there's games tonight. There there's games tonight. Yeah. Very exciting. I have a tradition where I don't watch preseason games. I don't either because I am so scared of injury. Me too. It. I already got my guys. He got a bad wheel. He's resting up a little I know, bit, but I know. I'm. It it drives me nuts because you lose key pieces of your team in the before you even have a chance. I know. I want no team. How's this? 
No team injuries. Even the people I hate. I want to start at an even playing field for every <laughs> single team. Is that fair? That is completely fair. It's not going to happen, right? Somebody major is going to go down for some team in the next three weeks. Okay, so I'll talk about this for a second before we head to break. Because I mean, that's where we're at. That, that's how nah, we, whatever, we are dude. just meandering. Rolling on the paper. <laughs> uh, there was a big story that came out in the NFL this offseason. Where in your former head coach of the New mm-hmm. Orleans Saints, Sean Payton, and current Hall of Fame, maybe the GOAT, quarterback Tom Brady. I saw this. We're going to take over. Well, Tom Brady was going to become a member of ownership in the Miami Dolphins, who is my lifelong team, as right. you know, as it, why I'm such a miserable mess. And Sean Payton was going to come to be the coach. This was happening. Like, mm-hmm. it was in place. Trades were in place. Things were happening. Then the firing of Brian Flores happened, and the pursuant lawsuit pretty much scuttled all of that because that lawsuit really fucked everything up. You're so mad about this. I'm not mad about it at all. I don't give a fuck about Sean Payton. I know. I mean, you, I don't. I don't care. I know. I don't. You would have, You would have had a big spotlight on your team, though. Oh, yeah, it would have been insane. Just saying. And then we yeah. would have fucked it up because, hi, Miami. <laughs> and you know, Brady, as much as that was happening, was also s- supposed to come over and relieve Drew Brees of his duties. They talked about that too, yeah. but the ownership in New Orleans was exactly. nonplussed about that. Yeah, I know. There was also discussions about him going to San Francisco. Yeah, which would have sucked. You know, that would have sucked. That would have sucked for me. That's way too good of a fucking team for Tom Brady to be. Way too good, dude. Fuck that team, dude. So regardless, uh, what happened this week is in training camp, the Miami Dolphins are in Tampa Bay right now doing joint practices. Mm -hmm. And they're going to play a preseason game, I think, tonight or tomorrow. Okay. One of those. Anyways, so I don't know if this is coincidence, but Tom Brady just decided this week... I'm taking a 10-day leave of absence, and he left the fucking building, and he won't be back probably till the start of the regular season. I don't season. think there's anything to it. You know I, mean, I mean, from an ownership standpoint, there's, yes. There's an awkwardness situation going. There I has mean, to be. Dude. Like, literally, the team that you were trying to buy and become quarterback of and fire the fucking current quarterback <laughs> I mean, was in town. I don't know. I who it, knows? Is it? It sounds but like a fun story to think about. That's why it's the best reality TV there is. Buddy. It really is, man. Yeah. It really is better He's, than Desperate Housewives or it's whatever. It's all right. Um, I'm going to make sure after the season he will never be able to walk. Okay. Okay. You're going to do that personally. Love it. I'm going to go out on the field. I hey. He's, I'm going to go get Joe Burrow. I'm going to go fucking hit him in the kneecap with a fucking sledgehammer. So we've guy. got nine minutes of body. And we can do whatever we want. We, we can do whatever the, we, we want. could do three we, hours if we want. I know. So you haven't seen this film yet, and I'm not going to talk about it in length, but it, it, it brings a conversation to my brain. Do you want to do this post-break? No, we're going to do music post-break, and we'll do Pearl's post-break. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. I want to do this really quickly. I just want to touch on this, because this director that... So there's a new movie called Bullet Train with Brad right. Pitt. You haven't seen it yet. That's fine. It doesn't matter. I could literally. I mean, it's you know the movie from the trailer. You exactly you know? know this fucking movie. Yeah. I, I'm curious about your take though on this modern. And I don't. This is what I want to talk about. Did did John Wick create this entire genre? No. 
We talked like about what, our, like what, what really created I'm this? Gonna, I'm going to blame Guy Ritchie. There's oh, that's a interesting. Very, there's a very, I think there's, I think that it's a, it's a, it's a meld. It's a mesh of like lock stock. Uh, you brought you brought up smoking aces. Smoking aces, the um, uh, Joe Carnahan I, film. I think I think that genre of uh, ensemble cast. Everybody's a star. Multi stories going on at the same time, trying to tie up all the loose ends. I think that that's it. Feels like Guy Ritchie, and and also. I mean, you don't need to like the films, but the Ocean Eleven films, the Ocean films, there is this sort of ensemble-y, oh, okay. we're all going to get together towards a common cause, sort of, but you're introducing really abstract, weird, big characters. And See, I love that you brought up Smoking Aces, because that actually totally rings a bell with it, me. You know, you had the fucking meth crew. And it definitely, this, ta- but it, it's, you know. it's just this... Wide is that swath, what it's like? This cast of miscreants, okay, from all different walks of life walks and of nationalities, life, and but they're all masterful killers, and they're right. all you know what I mean, right? And then in the middle of it, in this film at least, Brad Pitt being this sort of like trying to figure his life out, um, or like middle aged refuses to use right. a gun, fucking actually is just tired with the whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if 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 I was Rotten Tomatoes, I'd I'd give it a forty-three. Okay, which it probably has. It's about that. Is it? A I think it's like about a fifty-two or something like okay. that. Like well, for positive reviews, I, it's not a bad movie, right? But it is not a great movie. So, what you're saying is this will be Sean Mo's favorite movie of the year? Well, no, he actually texted <laughs> us um, last week, and he said something to the tune of, "It's really interesting. It's, it's really fun." fun. He's not wrong about that. Okay. Um, it's an interesting cast of characters. Not wrong about that. I mean, everything that he said about the film, I totally agree with. I just think I liked it a lot less because right. it was poor. It was trite. My well, I don't even want to say that. I don't even want no? to make it a negative thing. I mean, it 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 it's exactly the movie they set out to make. That's what I mean. When you see the trailer, you know exactly what you're getting into. It's the movie they wanted to make. But there still has to be some sort of development within and the context. And Brad Pitt's hilarious in it. Okay, so many over-the-top, gratuitous fucking cameos to the point where I was I was annoyed every time another famous person would show up give in me, the fucking movie. Don't tell me what they do, but give me one like super cameo. Channing Tatum. Was he funny? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, yeah, he his scene was funny. funny. He can be yeah. funny. He's yeah. a big dumb core fed kid, but he can be funny sometimes. But they overplayed the joke too. He was the funny the first. He ne- never should have come back to him. Oh, he's a one timer. His first moment on screen was funny. They never should have gone back to him. Uh, there's another big cameo that doesn't say a word. It just sh- shows his stupid, beautiful face. Who? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. It's dumb. It's okay. dumb. It's dumb. I like it. It's just because the, the same director did Deadpool 2. So they, that's just, right. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. And um, the one spoilery cameo, I'm not going to tell it won't you. Matter. It's a female. It, 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 it sucked. It sucked. It sucked. <laughs> she was bad at it. There was <laughs> no chemistry. The third act of this movie is a 
fucking mess. Yeah. I mean, it becomes so over the top stupid. So don't watch it in theaters. Like one of my favorite actors is revealed in the third act as being the main bad guy. And I could not have been less interested. I was wow. like, oh, I don't give a shit. I love that guy. Wow. I love that guy. One of my favorite actors. Fuck that guy for being in this movie. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That's yeah, a lot. Dog- no, okay. I'm thinking about it. It's dog shit. It's a bad movie. <laughs> Yeah, Bobby. Bullet Train's Get a em. bad movie. Get him, brother. <laughs> uh, wait for uh, wait for release on streaming yes, do or whatever. Not do not see this. Go buy right. a lonely hot dog and watch this fucking thing. <laughs> Don't buy an old hot the- dog and fucking stale nachos. So I've already made a deal with myself. I'm never gonna not buy that hot dog. Of course. If there's one hot dog, on that's the, the hot dog you're getting. And sure enough. I'm, I swear to God, dude, in 17 years, every time I've walked in that theater, there's one hot dog. There's one hot dog. One. And you get it. One lonely hot dog. And everybody night. just looks at each and other. And I'm like, that's mine. Everybody looks at each other. Sean Moe told us a the story. Hot dog. This is so funny. I want him to tell it. But I guess he walks in. He's like, oh, I want that hot dog. And the guy's like, yeah, well, that hot dog's spoken for. <laughs> Bobby's going to be here in about an hour. Bobby's on his way. We need to keep that for Bobby. All right. Um, We're going to take a smoke break. We're going to take a smoke break and a break break. And I got a 10-9-9-9-9-9. Of course you do, my friend. You got to go wee-wee. Wee-wee. God, dude, wee. September 11th, 2001. The darkest day in American history. Many, many lives were lost. But from the ashes... Rose a hero. Rudolph William Louis Giuliani Esquire gave so much to this nation. And how was he repaid? By getting raided by the Department of Justice. Government thugs with a license to ruin innocent American lives. Hey, you fucks. That's where we come in. At Uncle Tiny's Data Dumps, we got you covered. We get rid of all the things that may or may not incriminate you. Bloody shoes. Weird dick touching. Endless photos of the Coppertone baby. Mouthy wives. Borat. Fred Hampton. And also Fred Savage. Browser histories. Pornhub passwords. Any of your illegitimate half Puerto Rican kids. You fucking get it. You get what we're doing. Uncle Tiny's data dumps. Keeping your greasy goomba ass out of the slammer since, I don't know, last week? (laughs) Yeah, brother. We are back. It is hot as fuck out there. Uh, It sucks balls. But luckily we're uh, drinking super fruits and botanicals. (laughs) It's a true story. It's a true story. It's the only reason we're alive at this point. That's quite true. Frankly. I've been drinking this new supplement that's amazing. What do you, what do you mean? It's called um, alcohol. No, um, it's uh, Athletic Greens. Oh, yeah. That shit's amazing. Yeah. I've been doing it for like a month. It's amazing. Yeah. Makes I'm me back feel, on that for the last couple of weeks. Makes me feel really happy. Does it have... Probiotics has seventy five different minerals. Probiotics. How are how how are you pooping? Because I can tell you that now that I'm back on, I do a different version of that. They're not called Athletic Greens, oh, but it's, it's a very the same, same. It's the same. Product. Super foodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mix um, it in with protein shakes. It's um, you go to the bathroom. 
you go to the bathroom. Yeah. And you don't and have I any wash issue it down with, with kombucha. It. And you. So. <laughs> Bobby, so Bobby, I'm going to die of dehydration. Bobby has Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin living in his fucking gut. Right oh, yeah. Now, dude. That's yeah. what's going on. Yeah, my colon so, is the biodome. It's a, it's a little biodome reference. <laughs> anyway. uh, Bobby, tell these knuckle fucks how to reach us. Hey, knuckleheads. We love you. Thank you so much. We've had a little bit of feedback. It's been fun. Uh, we'll discuss it. I'm not going to. There's nothing really to share because there's no audio What's to speak of because you guys are losers if you want to leave some audio for us in the form of let's say a voicemail which we love john brown 970-426-5344 is the number yeah bowel movements 970-426-5344 loose loose stool loose stool (laughs) questionably Uh, (laughs) colored stool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm with you though, man. I don't get a lot of uh, vegetation in my life. These I, I days. mean, I do, but it's a good little like it's a good little. No matter what you do during the day, doesn't matter. You know, you got your vitamins, man. You got yours. You got yours, dude. You got yours. That's what's up. If you want to reach out to us on Instagram, we are at the Whiskey Real on Instagram. You can leave us um, email. None of you really. Sort of an old timey. (laughs) Hey, Ken's. (laughs) Sort of an old timey way to leave feedback. That is whiskeyreal at gmail.com. Yeah. We don't care. We want feedback. You can message us on all of our socials. Yeah. We love a good DM. We did get a DM from our friend Robert Griffith. Ryan. Right. Oh, Jesus Christ. I just said, I was thinking of the football player. <laughs> it's Ryan Griffin. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. Good DM'd Lord. us. That is, yeah, yeah that, that is embarrassing. I'm leaving it in because <laughs> that's some blue note shit. He's a pretty good friend. Yeah, he's dope. Um, he, he decided to leave us a little, little text feedback what on say? last week. Um, oh, well, I got to find it now. Shit. I didn't think you were going to. He ask was me like, OTEP's the best. I got- <laughs> that was his, that's all he said. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true <laughs> guys reach out and you know what I know on all of your platforms you can hit stars it takes 15 seconds and it helps us out a lot it pushes us up in the algorithm and gives us a little bit more exposure and it takes literally no effort from you. so stop it what's up uh, what's up with your uh... I don't know I just got, dude this this crossroads I, I'm I'm meeting the devil at the crossroads inside of my body right now <laughs> and the devil's winning it's not good dude <laughs> I tried to sell him my soul and he went nah bro I'm good <laughs> is, is it possibly the athletic greens <laughs> it could be the AG dude playing, playing havoc Ripping up my shit tube. Ripping up with your stuff. <laughs> uh, so we have to talk about last week's episode for, for a second. Okay. Because we got a visual feedback Ooh. from the liquor fairy oh. that you shared with oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was fun, um, dude. Our good friend of the podcast, he's on episode 100. We have a lovely conversation with this young man. And last week, as you guys might recall, it turns out that I don't know how to drive cars. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dana, 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 
who is the liquor fairy. He brings liquors to liquors to everybody <laughs> yes, in Durango. He um he works for Republic National. He's a fucking amazing dude. I always love seeing him. Uh sometimes I catch him, sometimes sometimes I don't. Bobby usually runs into him at the deli because he lives there. Um <laughs> he he was laughing at us because of the conversation we had last week. So yesterday sends me a picture. And he, there's no context. He just sends me a picture of the intersection Bobby was talking about with a <laughs> do not turn on a fucking don't turn right on red. Could not be more <laughs> Could prominent. Could not be more prominent or clear. It's dude. literally the first thing that pops into your brain when you look at that picture is like, uh, oh, you can't turn right here. Amazing. Not on a red. Yeah. And just that sends the crazy. Pi- and just sends the picture. No context. <laughs> nope. So I forwarded it to Bobby <laughs> with laughing emojis saying, Dana just sent us this. So yeah, Bobby, pretty, pretty funny. Bobby sent the sweaty. <laughs> what, what's that emoji called? Where you're like, Tacitly acknowledging yeah. you're dumb, yeah. and then the one drop of sweat. One drop of sweat. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I so, think I, I nailed it. So Bobby failed. In the emoji <laughs> world. <laughs> Meanwhile, we were so up our own ass about that didn't exist. I was just backing my friend, dude. I know. And dude doesn't even... backing my friend. He doesn't even live here. I mean... <laughs> I know, but he, he drives around Durango more than we do. When no, you think that's about it. very, very true. Yeah. Um, but thank you, Dana, for sending that picture. That made everybody laugh. Yeah, that, that was, that, fucking that was funny. Uh, really, really fucking funny. <laughs> Bobby was like, Welp. <laughs> looks like I failed it. Hey, so tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Are you going again? I I got my second shot. Yeah! I am testing again. Can you please turn the camera on on your phone and like just discreetly place it somewhere yeah i think you should do that yeah pretty rough yeah i want to hear about the conversation being had i want to i want to i want to i want to be in the car with you i am (laughs) passing this test (laughs) bobby's gonna hit like a goose or some random i mean (laughs) i failed the test because of that mistake yeah 100 percent. she's like you did i mean you had a couple of fuck-ups but you were fine if you would not have Broken the law and put us both in danger. <laughs> oh my god, we and, would have been fine. And it's funny driving around in this town. None of you dickheads know how to drive. So True fucking story. Um, whether you're going thirty in a fifty, whether you're not signaling, whether you um, think it's okay to take a fifty-seven second left-hand turn so nobody behind you can go. Uh, you're horrible drivers, all of you. Everybody listening to this, you're bad. You're bad. <laughs> I totally. You're a bad person. Totally agree. Yeah, you know who you are. I don't think I'm that dangerous. No, I don't. Dangerous isn't the word I'd have. You just don't read signs. <laughs> yes, my friend, talk to me about this song. Yeah, man, we dipped into this album a few weeks ago. Um, Danger Mouse, who is a famous producer, he's worked with everybody from MF Doom. Um, he's done tracks for a ton of people. He's done his own music as well. Wasn't really known as like a hip hop guy. No. The first part of his career, that Danger Doom album really kind of brought him to prominence. Was he more like ambient 
kind of production. I don't know production. ambient. It was more like electro funk. Yeah, sort of. It wasn't spacey like ambient, um, but it was driving. It was it was kind of boom bap. It was always a four and a heavy bass drum, and he had elements of hip hop. I think the whole time, but it was more like electro funk. I think would I'd feel fairly safe saying. That being said, he did Danger Doom with MF Doom, and if you if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time. Um, MF Doom is on the Mount Rushmore of everything wonderful about rap music. Uh, he's been working with a bunch of different people. He put out a whole album with Black Thought, who is the MC of The Roots, um, who obviously could be put on the Mount Rushmore of hip hop groups of all time. So, a lot of a uh, lot of swag going into this. Um, Danger Mouse's tracks don't tend to be so gritty. They're really well produced and very musical. Nothing you would consider like hardcore rap. Um, and this is an example of that. The bassline's played live, which is my favorite part of the track is the bassline. But very fresh, um, great transitions. On this track is not only Black Thought, but ASAP Rocky. Um, which everybody not, knows. Not to be confused with, with ASAP Rock. ASAP Rock. That's why I always say ASAP yeah. Rocky, just so there's no confusion. Um, famously, his last concert, people died. <laughs> that was that bad. And he's Kylie Jenner's baby daddy. Uh, outside of that, the guy makes some good music sometimes. Um, or no, I'm thinking of Travis Scott. That's sorry. Travis Scott. God, I get those. Should we just edit piece. that part out? Uh, I don't care. Um, sorry. I just was thinking <laughs> about the Jenner family. They occupy my thoughts so much. Um, Aesop Rocky, part of the Aesop mob, you know, Yams, Ferg, all the kids. Very talented MC. But when you're going up against, well, you're not really battling, but when you're with Black Thought and the other features on the song are Run the Jewels, man. So you've got three of the best MCs in the game. Like, hands down, Easy. right? You got Mike, Killer Mike, LP, and Black Thought. That must have been a crazy... And I, I don't think they were in the studio together no. recording by any stretch. But, boy, when if somebody said, hey, do you want to feature on my song and it's Black Thought and Danger Mouse, who else is on it? Run the jewels. You'd be like, your butthole would pucker immediately because you got to bring heat. And I'm an LP fucking fanboy. Like... I, I, I've loved this man since 1995. I always pick his verse over everybody else's verse. And likewise, Black Thought, I think the same. And obviously, Killer Mike as well. Who do you think my favorite verse came from? You tell me, sir. I it, I, I feel like I know where you're going. ASAP Rocky, yeah. man. I think for some reason, Black Thought's verse was dope. Mike's verse was dope. LP... I almost didn't understand two out of three words he was saying. Ooh. It was this weird filter in the way he was kicking. It was really awkward. They had this weird filter on the vocals. Um, and I don't think it very uh, boded well for LP. For him. And you'll yeah. you'll hear it. But that second verse, Rocky's verse, um, was fucking fire, dude. I don't know what else to say. You've got these legendary MCs, and this kid came in and just fucking slayed. Mm -hmm. um, listen to it. It's a great track. It's called Strangers. 
That track is hard, man. It is. I, I dig that shit. That live bass that, that he did on that is fucking fire, dude. I do hear what you're talking about. LP is a little washed out in it. Yeah. It's, his vocals are so distorted. They're washed. They're washed because it works for like Black Thought to have that effect. Yeah. Because of his the range his voice is in. But with LP, the way he spits, just his kind cadence... Of- washes out syllables so there were whole lines where i was looking I at you like what the fuck did he just say i know it's a little and strange granted he's very esoteric and very you know lp does not kick simple lyrics by yeah. any stretch you know people are still dissecting uh fucking shit that he did on fun crush you know like it's it's work to enjoy a guy like LP. However, I just literally couldn't hear him. That's crazy. But the tracks fire. I thought I told you ASAP fucking brought heat, dude. Yeah, that was great. It was a great run, great verse. Um, this that's, album, that's the verse you guys are gonna hear. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The you don't, you're not gonna hear the rest of it. But listen to the song. It's super fun. Black Thought and Mike Rip, um, obviously. Uh, yeah. Fun, fun stuff and shaping up to be a great album. Well, my friend, we are at a hour 16, so it's probably about time to go. <laughs> I know. I love idiot. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably go first. All right. Go ahead, man. Uh, mine's just going to be very short because I'm such I'm kind of in a mood and I don't feel wise today. I That's feel, okay. I feel dumb. That's great. So we're going to go ahead and clutch our pearls of wisdom. So mine is really fucking simple. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be stupid, you moron. I mean, that's kind of where I'm going to go is just don't be stupid and don't make assumptions. Like, Mm. I think hubris, and this speaks to broader issues in our society, but hubris is a big deal, and I have been—I've been known to exhibit hubris in my time. And oh yeah, narcissistic behavior, and sometimes I think I'm the smartest guy in the room. Check, and then sometimes you can't pass a driving test. <laughs> and <laughs> next week, when we all reconvene, hopefully, I will be a fully functioning member of society again because the <sighs> government has deemed it so. <laughs> <laughs> they have found you worthy. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, I much like Bobby. I'm not feeling very wise. Um, per se. The only thing I will say is, make sure that you take the time for yourself to be active. And I know it's hard. I'm a I'm a dad. I work full time. I do stupid things like podcasts and radio shows. Take some time to be active, whether that's going out. Um, I know 
especially right now, we got our first case of monkeypox in La Plata County. And Rex, who works at a government building, apparently some girl came in there and notified them she had it when she came in the building. Um, you don't need to be active going out to a restaurant, whatever. That's that's fun and socializing. But really, guys, you got to move around. I see so many people that at 40 years old, 45, are broken. They can barely walk. They can barely pick. If they drop something on the ground, they would have to kick it home. They can't pick it up. Um, do better. Be active. Um, and not just with your mouths, you filthy whores. I... I feel like you're almost speaking to me with that. <laughs> what? Filthy horrors or be active? <laughs> no, just, well, both. <laughs> and quite honestly, if there's monkeypox in La Plata County, I need to be a little less active. I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, listen, sexual contact, right? Yep. Rubbing bodies together. That's the big thing. Kissing. Yep. saliva exchange they also say that if you're within don't if you're within speaking distance and talk for a prolonged amount of time that could also happen but it's here be safe you are not catching me on the streets my dude i am quarantining for a couple weeks because the bad part about this it's a two to three week incubation motherfuckers don't even know yeah. They got it and they got it. They got that pox. Yeah, brother. They got that MP. They got <laughs> that Mopo, bruh. Makes your dick scabby. You get that MP on the peen. We <laughs> get that peen wedge, bruh. <laughs> Nobody likes a crusty peen. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That, that's the title of the podcast. Nobody likes a crusty peen. <laughs> 